Hello ladies and gents, me and Mords, and welcome back to the podcast guys. So, how are we all doing? Welcome to the Stunning and Safe Space that is the Get Involved podcast. I'm Lily, your host, and I'm always excited to be here. So before we get into this week's theme, I just want to check in. How are we doing guys? The past three weeks for me personally have probably been the toughest of any lockdown since 2020, the beginning of it like. I don't know if you guys are feeling the same vibe, but I just honestly, at this point, like I just, I can't really focus on anything else but keeping myself sane and just doing what I need to do I just find that everything overwhelms me at the moment but obviously we will still fight on like do you know what I mean but there's just days where I sit there and I'm just like actually fuck this but not even to the point of being like oh I wish I could go, go out blah blah obviously duh but like to the point that I'm like oh my god like I'm so sick of literally going through like a roller coaster of emotions like up and down loving my life hating my life like debating my whole life and I'm like okay cool it's 11am on a Tuesday like it's literally been three hours of the day and I'm already exhausted from my own mental situation but yeah the past three weeks has been a struggle but ultimately it's going to be like this for a little bit longer and I just think that we've made this far like we really really can make it to the end now the vaccines are rolling out but yeah look I won't talk about it too much because I'm sure you guys have come here for a break from that but I'm just saying everything you're feeling is normal it's a fucking shit time and the one thing that kind of calmed me down I just got into such a spiral especially this past week with just life in general but I just have to remind myself like there's time for everything do you know like I know we're so quick to be like oh my god okay can't wait till this date so like I can start living my life again but like at the end of the day look guys like you don't have to be doing loads of mad stuff in lockdown it's not about that like literally just do what you can do but like this is still your life now and just try to just focus on yourself and do what you can for yourself that's nourishing for you during this time and I'm not talking about you have to go on a diet now for the next 60 days like before summer like just focus on yourself and just try use this time so that when when we get vaccinated and you know life that new chapter starts of coming out of lockdown and stuff that you don't feel like you've lost out on time like if you just really spend this time with yourself and get the shit you have to get done whether it's work college or whatever it is like obviously all that shitty stuff still needs to get done and it's so much harder doing it in lockdown one thing that I was just like look this is still my life now it's not easy at all and every day is honestly a weird new day but I'm still living like this is still my life now so I'm just doing what I can do for myself and that's enough and sometimes that's literally getting out of bed and just doing a bit of college work and then I don't know watching a crime documentaries for the rest of the day do you know what I mean like it really does depend on the day like you know as long as you go to bed being like you know what we're still here like the thing that makes me panic in lockdown is like oh my god like I'm wasting my time and I'm like I'm not like this is still my life like life is going to be here when lockdown ends and when the world like starts patching itself together and all that stuff in a few months but this is still life now and I just I know one thing that just made me calm was like you don't have to be doing everything right now that's not what it's about but just there is time for everything the time that you're spending right now in lockdown with yourself is the time you're supposed to be spending ending with yourself so just don't panic and just I feel like enjoy is I'm not like toxic positivity is not it like some days I feel so shit and I'm like letting myself feel so shit but I just feel like even the days that I feel shite I'm like don't panic like you're not wasting time because you're in a shit mood today like you fully have the right to do that and the days where I'm in a good mood like, I'll enjoy that as well but I just I'm like I'll work as hard as I can in the situation that I am and just do the things that are going to make you happy and try be kind to anyone that you can around 
around you whether it's your family or whatever because that will rub off on you but yeah ultimately I did spiral a lot this past week just thinking about lockdown in general like it's just really tough but I one thing that really does calm me is I'm like there is time for everything we're not missing out on anything like all of this shit is bizarre and weird but like there is time for everything there's going to be time for everything when lockdown ends and the time that we have in lockdown now is the time that you're meant to have to yourself and I don't know whether like you depending if you're in college or work or whatever you're doing like maybe working on something in the background that's all well and good just do what you can for yourself to try you know keep moving forward but don't be hating yourself if you're not moving like full steam ahead like that's not the expectations of anyone at the moment so yeah I went on longer than anticipated on that but yeah basically it's shit but there is time for everything just breathe don't panic and try and enjoy the days if they're good and if they're not good accept that you feel shit try to do something that makes you feel good just try good habits and I don't mean like getting up every morning 6am and going for a run and then doing yoga like do you know what I mean like just even like good habits like just not hating on yourself because you didn't do something that day like like personally good habits that I'm trying to practice now is just like if I don't get x y and z done in one day because like I hit a block I hit just like a wall as I'd say hit a block that would also be very painful <laughs> because I hit a wall and I was like I'm not in the mental space to do this anymore I'm like you know what like who's gonna come at me and be like oh my god you're a failure there's nothing wrong with that if you don't get the shit done that you were supposed to get done that day like just don't beat yourself up about it like there is time for everything and I do believe in like you do have to work hard you know you can't wait for things but right now that's just not the way life is and I think for the next few months like you really just have to do what you can to make yourself feel like you're still being productive which is so good for the brain and everything but don't be forcing toxic positivity on yourself like Jamie like if you have a shit day like he's gonna come over and be like oh my god like what is wrong with you like you weren't able to get this done because you were just feeling shite today like that's fine like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that anyway I've gone on now for a bit but just do what you can for yourself take care of yourself and that's all that matters but yeah just sending you vibes that you're doing nothing wrong okay you're doing what you can so it can't be wrong so just you're only you're the only person you have to worry about is yourself try to do what you can in the day if you don't get it done so what like it's not normal circumstances you'll get it done there's time for everything anyway so just breathe don't panic and just look in that mirror right now and just say there's nothing wrong with me you're doing what you can and you're killing it moving on on to this week's theme I feel like in general in life you can't really joke about anything anymore I feel like the whole aspect of what you can joke about and what you can't is very tricky you know what I mean like you could get yourself on hot water very quickly um, and I'm aware of that as I've definitely made jokes in the past that people were like are you on crack but anyway but I feel like when it comes to making jokes even though you can technically offend anyone like if I said I didn't like mullets three years ago they'd be like everyone would be like well yeah like the sky is blue the ocean water tastes salty like these are facts of life but now if I said that I'm not being fashion forward and I'm a hater and you know mullets have rights too do you know what I mean like I feel like at the end of the day there's a line between it and I think anyone with general social skills will know that line but at the same time sometimes it's a bit outrageous but I do think that when it comes to joking about stuff if you've been through it you can joke about it you know what I mean like if you've personally been in that situation you can joke about it 100% even though some of the themes will be controversial and I don't really care because I'm the one that had to live through it you know so the theme for this week is point of view you're in an all catholic girl school I feel like I really need to get some sort of audio for um my podcast because it's just me talking I really need to like it's just there needs to be a drum roll or something but like I'm just gonna have to use my voice for now because we are just we're not that's not our priority right now so guys I'm gonna be taking you on the journey of what it's like to go to an all-girls school catholic of course the thing that sparked this theme was that me and some of the school gals were talking the other day in what's 
WhatsApp group, of course. God forbid COVID would let us see us and each other in person. But we were talking about just some of the shit that went on in school. When it comes to just the norms in school and straight up sexism at times, I won't lie to you. And just the absolute shit show sex education. Like I honestly, I left school not 100% certain. And I won't lie to you, not 100% certain that the myth of you can get pregnant off a toilet seat is untrue. Like I honestly cannot confidently say I didn't fully believe that that was true. Like you could put me on the stand and be like, yes, I know if I sit on a public toilet seat, I will be impregnated by whoever the fuck was on this toilet seat before. So do you know what I mean? Like the sexual education was a joke and I don't know what sex education was like in, you know, the boys school situation. And I actually would love to get someone on to discuss these issues. But for now, when it comes to an all Catholic girls school, outrageous carry on, truly outrageous. Also just with obviously every school needs rules, of course, otherwise it would be St. Trinian's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, in every single school in Dublin. But, you know, just some of the rules, some of the accepted situations, which are honestly comical. And when you look back, just low key, what? Now, obviously, full disclosure, this can happen in any school, but I also think that all Catholic girls' schools are just, they hit diff, and I can't wait to share these stories with you. So starting back in younger years, like obviously, as you get older through any school, you just kind of give less of a shit. But I feel like the fear and the guilt of stepping out of line that it's instilled in you from a young age in an all Catholic girls' school, it hits diff. Like it doesn't mean you don't break the mold and end up becoming a little shit anyway. But I do remember in first year being like, like when I didn't have my prayers of the faithful ready for a mass, I wasn't prepared. Like I was like, this is the end. Like this is my only purpose of life and I don't feel prepared for this. So one of the great things about going to an all Catholic girls school is just the extensive masses. I don't know what saint we're celebrating. I don't know. I totally get the birth of Jesus is a big deal, but do we have to have 12 birthday parties for him? That's my question. Where's my birthday party? Do you know what I mean? Because I gave up a lot of my Saturdays backpacking in Tesco and just having people looked, look at me disgusted just because I want to pack their bags for charity. And I didn't see Jesus there. He was helping me pack those eggs. So a bit rude, but I understand maybe two different levels. Anyway, so the extensive masses, of course, are iconic when you learn how to work them. Do you know what I mean? I feel like in the younger years, when you get a role in a mass, I'm like, okay, so I'm not gonna be able to focus on anything else all week because I have seven lines from St. Judas to speak in the prayers of the faithful and I cannot let my chaplain down. Now, the chaplain of my school was an absolute legend. I hold a very special place in my heart for her. I never like, okay, bad reference. I was about to say the devil works hard. She probably wouldn't enjoy that, but like she works harder. Like she's, she's a stunning woman. I've got no complaints there whatsoever. And you know, you don't want to disappoint her. So when you're in the younger years and you have this, just this weight over your shoulders, you're like, I've got no choice. I feel like honestly, the line in eight mile by Eminem success is my only option failure's not. There's a swear word in there, but I feel like we're talking about mass right now. So the Catholic girl within me is coming through. But you know, like that was written about Catholic girls in a line to the pew to say the prayer of the faithful. You have to succeed. You have no choice. Because honestly, if you got up there and stuttered, I don't know, said the wrong prayer, maybe read the one underneath, maybe, maybe you're not projecting enough. You didn't look up to the crowd. You didn't say in the name of God. You didn't sign off properly. You didn't bow at the altar. 
there's so many things that can go wrong. If you didn't do one of those things, my chaplain would look at me with a look that can only be equated to, you know, when, honestly, I was about to say when I was younger, but my mom would still do this to me now in, in a conversation with your mom and your friends there or something. And you ask a question that you, or, you know, make a comment that you know you shouldn't make in front of company. And your mother looks at you with a look that is just piercing and simply says without any words, the adoption papers have been signed. I was debating sending them off, but now I'm going to post them, do you know? So definitely a lot of built up anxiety there of just the pressures of reading those prayers. But don't get me wrong, I loved it. I mean, I when my chaplain would ask who wants to read the longest prayer, my body would genuinely nearly fling from the pew because I was, my hand was so aggressively high in the air. I was like, get me on that stage. This is nothing but practice for the Oscars. So yeah, like I loved the masses. I really did. And I loved them the older we got because you realize in the beginning, you're doing this mass, of course, to please the teachers and the chaplain. But when you get older, you realize I'm like, I can squeeze so much class time out of this half an hour mass that could be dedicated to Jesus's sandals. I don't know. Like, honestly, sometimes these masses, I was like, what are we actually celebrating here? Can everyone in this room actually tell me what we're celebrating? Or are we all just here for the snacks afterwards, which we never got any of, rude. Anyway, but as you know, you get older, definitely when you're in like fourth year, fifth year, sixth year, I probably should have spent a lot of time that I was preparing for these masses studying. It's just a skill. Like you volunteer to help with the mass or whatever, you speak at it. And then suddenly you just make up jobs that you have to do for this mass. And you're like, I'm pretty sure I have to go check that the tablecloths are ironed for the father that is coming in to present us with this beautiful dedication to Jesus do you know like you do drag it out and not even that you have to be doing something but it's more it's like okay cool let's go on a walk about the school for 25 minutes and if you bump into a teacher just be like you know that Jesus mass we have on tomorrow and they're like of course some teachers are like go fuck yourself go back to class but some people are like okay fine technically I can't argue with this you know so in that way it's great because you can use God as an excuse but then other times it's like holy fucking shit why am I sweating through my school shirt to say a prayer to all the students who see me every day, maybe a few parents who feel obliged to come and, or maybe they just worship Jesus. And then a few stragglers that come in off the street. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting situation, but I think ultimately it's a passage of life when you go to a Catholic school and it's a beautiful thing, the masses, it really is. And the amount of time you can get off class to be involved in it, well, that's just a beautiful addition to it, if not probably the whole reason I committed to it so much. One thing as well I loved about my school was just the evolving of the morning assemblies. Like when I was in like first and second year, we didn't really have any. And then suddenly by the fourth, year fifth year comes we're all standing in lines as if we're actually about to salute to our president listening to the morning announcements about the St. Vincent de Paul drive like it was just it was military and you have to respect it like we there was such consequences if you didn't stand in line and shut up so like fair like it did work but when you'd have to make announcements at these morning assemblies as well like they took so long so long and I wasn't complaining don't get me wrong I loved all this shit because it means I wasn't in class some of the announcements were just so funny and like obviously like some people are shitting their pants like you have to go up onto this stage and we're all down in the hall like queued up literally like 
soldiers about to receive our medal of honor and i remember one time and um, one of my sister's friends she was talking about a saint vincent de paul uh, clothes drive thing and um, obviously stunning cause back that a lot and it's called winter woolies so basically you just bring in any half scarves or anything we did it every year and um, bring in donate to saint vincent de paul and you know when you're saying the announcements like everyone is dead silent because if you speak in that hall like do you have a death wish like i'm confused she was like yeah I'm just here to announce the winter willies and like obviously that is the most entertainment anyone's gonna get all day so everyone's absolutely cracking up and it's just shit like that it's like the fact that at the morning assembly the fact that you said willies is sending everyone probably for the next four hours also leads on to my next situation of that was probably the first time the word willy had been mentioned in the catholic girls school because god forbid we talked about the male genitalia or any sort of sexual education because my god when I say I was inexperienced leaving school, I can't quite put into words how I was not prepared for the world. I was not, and I'm not saying that my, you know, SPHE, I don't know, um, people who don't know what SPHE is, is basically, what does it actually stand for? Social, political, health, education? That's definitely not right. Anyway, it's basically where you, you should be talking about all that stuff with life, the birds and the bees, and... I can't even say it's sex. Sex. <laughs> it's like actually ingrained in me. Like I'm not saying my SPHE teacher had to tell me, you know, this is what a toxic man looks like and this is what a man looks like that will respect you. I'm not saying that, but I would have loved to know that I can't get pregnant from doing bits because I did genuinely a year down the line take the morning after pill, still a virgin because I did bits with a guy. So I'm just saying perhaps if the sexual education situation had been different in school and just more open, perhaps that wouldn't have been an issue for me. And I could have saved that 30 euro that I spent in that awkward situation I had in the pharmacy when the pharmacist was like, so when was the last time you had intercourse? I was like, actually never. Um, And he was like, okay. And he was so fucking awkward. He just gave it to me anyway. And I was like, well, this system is fucked. Um, What was the point of that interview? It's, interesting but this is the thing like at the time that was so normal genuinely like we didn't even question it do you know what I mean it was just not a thing and I don't think it is still a thing it probably won't be a thing for a while because it's a fucking joke but I think it's definitely an issue in all schools I don't know obviously I have not been a fly on a wall in a boys school anytime recently so I don't know what the sexual education situation is like there but I know in an all girls catholic school like yeah you tell me to use a condom but on what on what? Say the word. Say the word. Penis. Say it. Like genuinely, it was like everyone was trying to play chicken. I was like, can someone say it? Because like I genuinely like I need like someone to give me clarification of what's going on here. And obviously this isn't just with girls' skills, like obviously Catholic skills in general, sex is the devil. I get that. Like I know that's the whole vibe that has been given off for many more years than I have been alive. But ultimately it's like, you know what, the years that we were in school, and um, it obviously was not that long ago, you know, I'm not saying that you had to tell me about the risks of different sex positions I'm just saying I would have loved for you to even just bust the myths um, that were genuinely circling in my head and I genuinely kind of thought were still true when I left school which is ridiculous the fact that during school when you know like we're teens like you know I wasn't sexually active because I was repulsive to males but it's fine I had enough love for myself but for my friends that were allowed to go out and see boys and I'm not saying that you're gonna have be having sex in the middle of a bush if you want 
want to you do you but it's like we just didn't know what is safe and what isn't do you know what I mean like if I was allowed out to go to like Dundrum or I don't know some McDonald's somewhere to hang out with boys and just be teens like I genuinely would be a bit scared that I could get pregnant from sitting on Ronald McDonald's like I'm not joking you like because I was just so ill-educated do you know what I mean obviously I figured it out eventually on my own but I'm like what if I didn't do you know what if I didn't figure that out and I didn't really figure it out because I did take the morning after pill being a virgin being a virgin so do you know like you failed me and I'm not saying yes Lily maybe you could have looked it up yourself but like it's just so instilled that it's an awkward thing and it's a joke to be honest with you it's a straight up joke and needs to be rectified like genuinely sex talks up until six year we're just not it I'm like you're not actually telling us anything that we need to know for life like stop telling me about my period I get it it comes every 28 days like this is what happens to my womb wall okay interesting I have my period I know these things like that's all well and good I know why my womb walls bleed but can you please tell me how to have a healthy sexual activity situation with a man with a penis like I am confused I genuinely did not learn anything from sex education genuinely the only vibe that I got from sex ed talk was that okay like unreal like we get to talk about our periods for like 45 minutes instead of doing any sort of work but like like it just is such a taboo subject and it all honestly like just the way they talk about it was honestly like men are the devil as well which to be fair I didn't really need sex ed class to know that like I've had some situations that I'm like why you dick why are you such a dick why are you an arsehole um you know I go through that shit every day of my life I'm not necessarily asking the teachers to tell me how to deal with the fuck boy that's something you gotta learn on your own no worries but I'd love to know how to put a condom on the fuck boy do you know what I mean and I think definitely I'm probably more of an extreme because I genuinely did not hang out with boys probably until fourth year like I'd obviously go to the discos and stuff like Wes and all that shit but like my mum just didn't let me go out I'm not gonna lie to you but it's fine I had so much time to work on myself and now I am titanium but but the fact that I didn't actually genuinely have guy friends until about fourth year still after that not that I was having sex okay I think I'm a bad example because because I was genuinely a virgin through all of secondary school. Just putting it out there now, guys. Not ashamed of it. But still, if I decided I didn't want to be a virgin, which was fully in my right, I would have had no idea where to start. Like, I didn't know if you needed a key or you have to say a passcode. Like, is there hand signals you have to use to initiate flirtation, sexual intercourse? You just don't know anything. You really don't. And ultimately, we're the ones that suffer because the teachers are too fucking awkward to talk about penises and it's like do you know what sex isn't the devil not knowing how to be sexually active is the devil so yeah and I get it's the Catholic school so like you know there's obviously deep roots there that you know women can only have sex to procreate and personally I'm not planning on procreating ever and obviously this is one of the many situations that's just simply not on but yeah sex education was a joke in school it was Um, I'm not saying come to me for sexual education now guys but definitely don't go to the Catholic church that's all I'm saying because uh that shit's fucked but with regards to sexual health now like everything I've learned I've just learned from my friends or you know when it comes to sexual encounters kind of trial and error which has been tragic at times like my god like when I think about it I'm like this pandemic has been the longest time of my life like and I've had some bad sex like do you know what I mean like so I guess the bad sex puts stuff into perspective as well do you know like there is ultimately things you have to learn by yourself 100% 
but personally I don't think that the implications of contraceptive pills and the use of a condom ETC and just you know you won't get pregnant on a toilet seat definitely needs to be addressed in the sexual education system but uh, if any Catholic schools want me to come in and talk to the students even though I've got no qualification in this area feel free to drop me a DM I'd be more than happy to come in and chat about all this shit okay moving on but with the whole issue of just the lack of speaking of males in general in school you know it has it's good and it's bad a motto I have for life it's all about balance it's good and bad and everything just obviously the fact and like I loved being in an all-girls school like I we had such a lot like I would have way rather been in an all-girls school than a mixed school personally not because guys kind of scared me for a few years but also because we just had way too much fun just obviously the lack of males in the school except for the odd male teacher was just it was entertainment that could not be topped I remember whatever about the male teachers which I'll get on to a second I remember in one of our Irish classes that we had and anyone who was in it with me will know of there was gardeners okay who would go around the odd time a week and when the gardener was there like you'd swear that the golden ticket had been found outside like we'd be like nah the milk can look can wait till later I don't even know if I pronounce that properly or I to my Irish education but you would genuinely be looking at this man as being like you're the one you are the one for me where's the ring like he would be out there blowing leaves like doing his job do you know what I mean and a lot of them had kind of that Hungarian low-key creepy scary vibe so if you saw these males in the club they would be the male that you would either run from or say you're a lesbian but in the case where you're sitting in Irish class and you're like this is the first man I've seen in four weeks that I'm not related to I would be lying if I said that my mind didn't run free and imagined him storming the halls and and coming into my Irish class and proclaiming his love for me I think if you didn't do that with the male gardener in an all-girls Catholic school were you even in an all-girls Catholic school confused but whatever about the gardeners and that were just innocent workers and I was low-key preying on them with my mind the male teachers that worked there the teachers were quite young now full disclosure there was never any good-looking male teachers in my school which was honestly more worrying because I was looking at this being like you're you know a slightly older man but you know like your age is where I'm heading and I'm like and if you're my future I think I'm going to remain celibate also with regards to any males entering the school grounds I remember one time we were in second year and we were doing the choir for the musical oh, musical chef's kiss like honestly stunning times but anyway we were in the younger years so we were doing the choir for the older year that was doing their TY musical in fourth year so anyway we're at the school practicing on a Saturday singing our hearts out and I don't know why and I, I absolutely was not involved in the organization of this or communication because I was not friends with males until I was in fourth year myself but some of the girls had obviously been texting some guys some teen boys and said that they were in our school practicing on this Saturday and we were all sitting in the hall and you can look out into the car park and the entrance from it and we just the girls see like this group of guys coming in honestly my palms are sweating and I was like Lily you're not even going to be speaking to these boys like actually genuinely get out more but anyway and this is during a break and the girls went out and were joking with them chatting with them whatever and then obviously like they had to scram I think a teacher came out and was like what is occurring here like genuinely as if like any everyone was fornicating in the car park but like they were literally speaking and they were like get out like what are you doing absolute disgrace to your soul what are you doing with your life anyway so went back in I can't remember if anyone was given 
given out to on the Saturday. I don't think we were. The guy that was the head of the musical was also one of the male teachers and oh my God, oh my God, he was actually iconic. And um, he was so committed to the musical that I can only respect his drive. And I think he honestly was like, I'm not bothered to deal with this shit right now. Like we've got seven more songs to get through. So I don't think he really gave a shit on the day. But then once, you know, of course the news circulated because rumors spread very quickly because the teachers in the school have nothing else to talk about. And on Monday, on the Monday announcements, we're all lined up like we're ready for war. And the principal's on the mic up there doing her thing. And she's like, yeah, can blah, 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 stay after class or after the assembly. And or no, it was our whole year. And then they were like, we have seen footage of males entering the school premises and we know you guys were involved. And they were like, we want the girls that were there to step forward. And I was like, for once in my life, I'm like, a la fucking Lula, Lily, you don't know a male to save your life. So like, grand, I guess I'm off the hook here for being an absolute virgin. Anyway, but like a lot of the girls were involved and they have to all stay after. And the big issue was obviously, of course, you were communicating with boys, which is unacceptable, like 10 Hail Marys for you. But one of my friends basically, when she went up to the guys on the Saturday, like in the CCTV, she went up and kind of just like hit his shoulder or something. I don't know, maybe they hugged or something, God forbid, punishable by death. And the, the principal was like, was there or was there not a transfer of drugs or alcohol in that embrace and she was like what she was sweating she was shitting herself sweating she genuinely thought from the embrace um that that she gave this boy just in the car park as two humans would communicate that they had secretly transferred meth to one another like it was amazing i'm like the fact that this is where our mind jumps do you know it's just like and i think it's just zero or 100 it's like it's not you're speaking to a boy it's your drug dealing with a boy and getting pregnant in the middle of the car park and there's no other way around it so no one jumps to conclusions like the principal of, of an all-girls catholic school that's what i'll say to you for sure one of the other things that was just so funny in my school was the whole it's probably very similar with some schools it's the whole teacher student car parking situation i never had a car or a license in school so like i this is not part of my issue but like genuinely like some of the girls if someone came in and parked in the teacher's car park like you would swear they took out a can of spray paint and genuinely painted swastikas all over their cars like they like it was unacceptable for a student's car to enter the car park even though there's so many spaces like your navy polo does not need three spaces in the car park i'm sorry like can the students please park in the car park like it was unacceptable so ultimately they're like no no like my polo needs breathing space in the car park so you cannot come in like it was insanity um, and they just never budged on that that wasn't something that could be discussed it was like no this is my house one of the glorious things about school as well was that once you entered that building you better be bleeding and your leg better be genuinely hanging by one ligament because you're not getting out of that school. You need signed permission from the president and the entire team of the Department of Education to get out of this school. Like it was so difficult to leave. You genuinely had to get a slip signed by every fucking Tom, Dick and Harry that had entered the school that day. Teacher, principal, vice principal, lunch lady, like I don't know, librarian. Like it was an unnecessary message, but obviously it was to deter people leaving school but once you get to the point that you're like I've got a dentist appointment aka I'm not going to PE this afternoon you you know once you deal with the shame that you get from the secretary when you leave and it's like you clearly don't have a scheduled family emergency at half two on a Wednesday and like once you deal with the stare you get from the secretary trying to sign out and all the stares you get from the seven teachers you have to get to sign this sign out slip to leave including your parents 
nice obviously of course but to be honest with you if I came to my mum with those slips by the end she'd be like I'm not literally like you literally have to give your fingerprint at this point she's like I'm not bothering to sign those slips I just do my signature which at that point I knew how to do it anyway I won't lie to you so so the amazing thing with school was just trying to leave it was honestly iconic and to be honest with you I've faked a lot of sick days I have Um, I just go into sick mode and I'm like I'm putting on a show and you've got no choice but to believe me because you will not think anything but I am viciously ill like if I'm committing to wanting to get off sick like I'm getting off sick to be fair obviously people do that a lot you know we're all human sometimes you're just like I'm not doing this bye but one of the best things was it's kind of like everything it's like in every system you know people fuck it up for everyone else you have a lot of people who abuse the system in the way that they're just straight up lying and write literally like I I have the third orthodontist appointment of that week today but then it falls short for the people who are genuinely ill and I'm like oh, I just need to get out of this school so I don't actually collapse so one of these situations is particularly iconic to me of my dear dear friend Mia shout out to you girl one morning in sixth year some people were super loyal decided to be super honest the night before and maybe baked okay and one of the girls comes in with some cookies or like brownies I can't remember what it was anyway doesn't matter if it's 7am in the morning if food enters the sixth year kitchen backstory when you're in sixth year you get your own like wing and massive locker room and kitchen now by kitchen I mean a literal closet with an oven in it and a microwave I don't think the oven no there's no oven sorry with a microwave in it and a kettle Um, it's disgusting and probably is crawling with rats but anyway it's our own space so if someone comes in with baked goods like they're gonna be wiped out so anyway we're sitting there it's fully half seven in the morning school actually no it was like eight school started to nine, 10 to nine, whatever, we're chilling, enjoying. I think it was brownies. Mia, Mia starts to feel quite unwell. And I was like, are you okay? Like you're really burning up. Like, I'm not going to say your face is swelling. Like we all know the six year stone, like, but your face is swelling up right now, babe, suddenly. And she was like, yeah, I really don't feel well. And I was like, do you think it's the brownies? And push comes to shove. Mia's allergic to peanuts. Is it peanuts or is it walnuts? I'm an awful friend that I don't remember that but I won't be putting either in any of her meals so but she's I think it was peanuts. So she's allergic to peanuts viciously and there seems to be some residue of peanuts in these brownies and we're like holy fucking shit we need to get you your EpiPen. Now luckily Mia only lives down the road from the school but she is gonna have to go via the secretary because she has entered school grounds so she must leave that way. We go up to the secretary being like Mia is her throat is quite literally swelling up she needs to get home and her mum and parents are all in work at this stage so like she's literally gonna have to run home for her sweet life and I'm like can I go with her like in case you know she dies on the way home due to her nut allergy and the secretary is like I can't I do not have the authority to send both of you Mia can go by herself but you cannot go with her you do not have a valid excuse you are not ill I'm like okay cool 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 no worries um enjoy actually making love to your employee rule handbook there why Mia dies on the way home like I'm so glad that you followed the rules today congratulations like we could be one student down in the next 40 minutes so she genuinely and she was getting and then I'm like okay fine Mia you just go and she's like oh 
you're gonna have to sign out she makes Mia who is right now genuinely about to vomit on her desk she just needs to run down the road and stick the EpiPen into her leg and she's being made sign this piece of fucking pink paper saying I'm leaving the school I was like you're actually Satan anyway Mia signs a piece of paper to save her life and runs home and just about got the EpiPen in Um, so it was all a happy ending you know she lived to see another day but there's a special place reserved in hell for certain school secretaries because my god I don't know what handbook that Satan gave you on how to live your life but it's really quite something I've never seen anything quite like it honestly outrageous but a story I want to finish with which is definitely a niche to my school this entire situation um, and probably other all-girls Catholic schools so well to be honest in general I'm sure with a lot of schools there's probably some sort of church nearby some sort of church attached to the school you can't get away with it if you have some sins you have an express pass to confession you know but in our school we had chapel actually was really pretty a lot of stained glass window going on like it was really stunning like I loved when the masks came around and I was absolutely absolutely killing my prayers of the faithful and the stained glass light was just shining on me and I was like I don't know if someone asked for a replacement for Jesus but I'm glowing but anyway so this is a personal fave story of mine so basically in the chaplaincy office at the back there was always biscuits because as I said my chaplain was an absolute legend and in tough days you know which you know some days hit diff she would always have some tea biscuits the whole vibe you know I loved that energy I loved just the homey feel of it you know like I loved the whole vibe of the all girls school like you really were all in it together when you're having a shit time do you know obviously as you know people love to abuse the system and by people I mean me and a few others so one of the other great things about being in a Catholic school is that mandatory religion class it doesn't matter what age you are there's going to be 45 minutes of the week that's going to be scheduled in your timetable and when you were in sixth year if you weren't studying religion like you could do anything like the shite we used to do we used to watch random movies but like good vibes nonetheless but you know when religion class comes it's almost like your brain just switches off you're like right like what could I do for this 45 minutes and um, maybe I'll sit in the classroom maybe I'll decide to go around and pick all the thumbtacks off the boards in the school but me and my friend Mia she's back again we decided we were like feeling quite peckish um at 10 a.m on a Thursday and we're like let's go into the chaplaincy office and go steal some biscuits during religion class because it's designated time for religion so we might as well head to the chaplaincy office office fair enough makes sense we thought it was okay in our heads and now to be honest with you like been stealing biscuits for a while this isn't my first radio you know we've been doing this for a while anyway so we do the usual we creep on in we're in the chapel go in we're in the office and you know we steal a few bickies loving our lives and then basically in the chapel there's basically this tower in it that we figured out a while ago me and a few of the girls that you can basically get a ladder up to the top of this tower and like back and like I'd say a few years ago like the older girls in the year would be like smoking cigarettes and stuff up there but like but to be honest with you in sixth year I don't even know what the male genitalia was so I wasn't really going to be a badass bitch smoking a cigarette on top of the tower so we used to just go up for the lols you know it was entertaining and we were like oh but we were like oh we go up to the tower and like have our biscuits at the top of the tower like Christ like we were supposed to be in religious class watching some random movie but anyway so we went up to the tower 
tower and then we were coming back down and basically when you're coming out of the tower like it's it's basically you go into this like closet and then the ladder's in there but like there's a door and stuff so I don't know if I'm explaining this very well but <laughs> so we come down the ladder we're now in this room and then you need to go out of the room and then there's basically this kind of prayer room that we have and then you walk through that room to get back into the school so we were exiting the tower room thing and basically going across to go sneak back into class and and we hear footsteps coming into the prayer room and we're like holy fucking shit the chaplain's coming in and she's literally gonna catch us rapid like in the middle of the prayer room we've got absolutely no necessity to be here so we're like fuck fuck okay like let's just run back into the closet the tower closet and hide there until she walks through the room and then we can leave we're like grand so lights off we're literally hiding shaking like we're shitting ourselves in this closet and we hear her little kitten heels coming in she walks through the prayer room we're like grand it's fine she's leaving she's going back to somewhere else and then suddenly the heels stop and we're like oh has she left the room and then they start they start again and they start getting louder and we're like holy shit she's coming into this closet right now because there's other stuff stored in there and we were like oh my god she's coming in here like fuck 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 and we were like I don't know what like there's nowhere you can hide in this room like it's so small and we were like what are we going to do and then she opened and we're like we're hyperventilating like I've never felt stressed like this in my life before this I know first of all problems but to be honest we were stressed and the sweat is dripping down my back I mean <laughs> me and Mia just look at each other in like this there's like one line of light coming from the crack in the door and we're just looking each other in the eyes being like this is the end what do we do and she just opens the door and at this point like me and Mia are basically holding on to each other because the room was so small and dark and she comes in opens the door and just sees two girls in a dark closet by themselves basically hugging each other and she screams she makes an absolute yelp i'm not gonna make the yelp because it's gonna be very painful on your ears right now but she absolutely yelps and we're like and there's a solid solid six seconds which is a long time in this situation of just pure silence and we're like we look at each other and i don't know why i did this it was the only thing that came to mind and i just go surprise and she's like what like my chaplain is horrified she's looked like she's genuinely just seen the holy ghost himself i'm like surprise me and mia are hiding in here we heard you coming and we wanted to scare you and she's like she's horrified to be honest with you she's probably more horrified that she thought that she's walked in on two girls doing some lesbian stuff do you know what i mean like that's what we're all thinking and that's what we were like i think in her mind i kind of saw the cogs turning being like it's either i accept this excuse or she accepts the fact that we were doing lesbian bits in a dark room so she was like do you know what i'm gonna take it and she was like ha ha like my palms were dripping i was like i need to get out of the situation and we all stand there for probably about 15 seconds just making noises because no one knows where they stand in this situation so then that happened we go back class and then I remember the next morning she was making some announcements to her class and she was like I just want to say me and Lily they're so bold they surprised me yesterday they were hiding in the closet upstairs in the chapel they were in the room when I opened the door and at this point we'd only explained to a few people what had happened so everyone else was like you found me and Lily alone in a dark room yesterday. 
Like they genuinely were like, okay, did you just both come out as lesbians? But um, wasn't the case. But yeah, people were very confused. And I was like, honestly, fair. It was too much. But even like, honestly, I'm getting a bit sweaty thinking about it now. The stress of those like five seconds where her kitten heels was getting louder and louder coming to the closet. Good times though. Good fucking times. But anyway, guys, that's a few stories. Some are like general to any Catholic school or school in general. And some are specific to definitely all girl Catholic school struggles. But regardless, I hope you guys enjoyed the anecdotes resonates with a few of course my school gals will resonate the most and they know every situation I'm talking about but all in all if you've said more prayers of the faithful than you ever thought existed in the bible or if your extent of the birds and the bees or your sex talk is your teacher talking about body hair and periods and not really anything to do with the men genitalia or if the presence of males in your school just genuinely unnerved everyone You have graduated from an all-girls Catholic school. Congratulations. It's super character building, but also great times. Absolutely adored school though. Like had so much fun. Probably too much fun, to be honest. Could I have spent more time studying? Perhaps. But I don't like to focus on the past. Distracts from the now. And I'm going to graduate college one way or the other. So it all worked out. But guys, I hope you have a stunning week. With regards to the ending segment of If You Have the Fear, Just Know. I feel like with regards to me almost genuinely giving my chaplain a heart attack in the middle of a prayer room is pretty horrifying so if you have to fear just know you didn't do that and you didn't scar that poor woman's life forever where she genuinely thought we were doing lesbian bits in the closet let's be real so we're just gonna tie that one in there guys so i hope you enjoy that anecdote just as i finish up some housekeeping rules that brought me back to the assemblies oh my god every every morning just some housekeeping housekeeping why is it called housekeeping why isn't it called just announcements is this a gender thing okay i'm sorry i'm getting too into it now so yeah some little announcements here guys so from here on probably for the next few months until I finish my degree essentially because the volume of work is super fun as you can tell from my tone of voice I will be doing an episode every two weeks because I want the apps to be good vibes and they're just not going to be that good if I'm stressing trying to get one in every week so I always said I wanted to do 10 episodes for 10 weeks as part of just you know starting the pod and getting the support going which has been unreal real honestly all the messages that you guys send me that I genuinely do brighten up your week and that you genuinely do laugh means a lot to me and if you could support the pod by giving me reviews or anything on Apple Podcasts or even just following the pod Instagram all that kind of stuff like it does mean a lot because I love doing all this stuff and I love making you guys lol and the support is so appreciated do you know so basically guys it's going to be an episode every two weeks so every second Sunday until the end of May but don't worry guys quality not quantity for the next few weeks it'll still be great content and it'll bring you lots of joy just saying i do really appreciate all your support with everything and it means a lot sending you the best possible vibes i could as i said before just take it easy on yourself there's no rule book for what we're doing right now and what we're living right now so just take care of yourself and be kind to those around you if you have the energy i will see you all in episode 12 i'm lily this is the stunning and safe space of the get involved podcast so much love to you all ciao me amores